Well, I got a couple questions. I don't want to say them right now, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and then at the after the couple questions, uh, then we'll kind of get into the pet peeve and stuff like that. <laughs> what what we're all dying to know. <laughs> Listen to Dennis rant. Absolutely. That's that should be the only an hour. That's all you got. I got. You know what? <laughs> We can go till one in the morning. We can make this a four-hour podcast. I don't know how many people are going to listen, but... Speed it up and yep. just beep out all the swearing. I'm not... Beep, 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 beep. All right, so awesome. Um, we'll get it rolling here. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming. First podcast. The guest is Dennis Burnett. Uh, I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. Yeah. Okay. It's not a hard one. Awesome. Um, it means yeah. brown in English. Oh, does it? Oh, no. <laughs> it's the most fancy I can make it sound on the tried. Right on. No, that's fine. But thank you for coming to the first podcast. And first off, I just want to give a shout out, a major league thanks to our sponsor. Binford Tools is proud to present this podcast because even though this is a podcast about photography and creating media, sometimes you just need real tools to create something tangible that you can touch. So thank you very much to our sponsors. Um, so now, it's, uh, now that we have made the lawyers happy and got that out of the way. Uh, your handle at Menace204 and at Dennis Shoots BMX. Uh, how long have you been on Instagram? Um, I see that you have 2012 written down, and I thought it was 2012 until recently. It was actually like 2011. Oh, okay. Late, late 2011 I was on. Okay. For, for no reason at all at that point. So you're an OG. You are an OG Instagrammer. I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Is that how old the app is? It might be. Uh, Pretty close, at least. Yeah, I think it was uh, something like that. An Apple only back in the old days. Okay, yeah, I could believe that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got 2012 from the CBC article. Yeah, I realized my mistake after that. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and we'll, we'll get to that. Um, before we talk about that article, I wanted to talk about um, when did you start shooting and why? Like, is it, did you start Instagram just for the heck of it or... What's the story? Instagram had nothing to do with photography. Okay. Um, Instagram blossomed my photography, but my photography came from BMX. Um, I made little corny videos when I was younger, when I was a teenager. Um, I always liked things to look a certain way. I didn't realize I was like into it artistically, but uh, I would film videos, and we had other people that would take pictures and do videos. No one was super serious about it, except for one guy. Mm-hmm. And when he fell on hard times and had to sell all the stuff for personal reasons is when uh, I decided that I would take over. I was getting older. I was not riding. My passion for, like, learning tricks was going away. Um, and I wanted to stay relevant in the scene. Like, it's a culture that I've been in, involved with for, like, most of my life longer than anything else. Yeah. That's for sure. So I picked up a camera to contribute that way. Okay. That's cool. Um, yeah, like, I used to ride a little bit of BMX back in the day. I, I, I miss it. My... My bike got sold at a garage sale. I kind of got, I don't know if I should say I got forced into it. I didn't really want it, but it was like, oh, this, it wasn't a big, big, big deal. And then like the moment it sold, instant regret. And yeah, uh, yeah I never had one since. But. I've said, I've said before over the course of the years, like BMXers don't sell their bikes. Like if you're that dedicated to BMX, like there's no opportunity that come up where you like have to sell your bike. You mm -hmm. like break your bike and it, you know, it's garbage or you give it to someone else that needs it or whatever, but like, or it gets stolen. But BMXers, like, rarely sell their bikes. Yeah. I wouldn't say, like, I was a, a hardcore BMXer. Like, I only really did a lot of jumps and stuff. Like, I didn't know how to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I, I think 
I was just not riding for a while. And so my family was having a garage sale and they're like, oh yeah, like, we'll sell this. You're getting too big for it anyway. And I just didn't really <laughs> say anything. And then it went. And the worst part was it sold to somebody that I knew. And then I had to see him ride it around and he like just completely trashed that bike. But yeah, anyway, we won't get into that. <laughs> that's for a whole different episode and podcast series about Kyle's regrets of life. Uh, okay, so you were... Uh, your Menace account's the original account. That's the original account. I've had Menace 204 as a handle for everything since I was like 16 years old. Okay. I just haven't ever grown up enough to change it. Yeah, because you've got something like, was it 1,500 photos or something on there? Mm, I don't think it's that much. Uh, Close to 1,200. 1,200, okay. I can't tell anymore since they updated the app and it doesn't show you how many photos are there anymore. That's true. But if you have an older version, maybe you can see. Or desktop version, maybe you can see. Your version doesn't show you how many posts? No. It'll show you followers and following, but it doesn't show. Oh, I guess I have the old one because mine. I'm pretty up to date. I'm not usually super up to date, but I think for Instagram I am. Right oh, now. that's wild. Okay, because oh, okay, my version says that you have 1181 posts. Yes, yeah, so I suppose oh. 1200. Okay, yeah, that's. Uh, I guess I haven't updated or whatever. Which I, I also sometimes this updates when I don't even update it. I'll just open it and there'll be different stuff on there. So I don't know how they do that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, where I was going with this is your. You have your original photos. Like, if I were to scroll for an hour, I'm sure I would get back to 2011. Yep. How do you feel about people who keep their original photos or delete all their old stuff? Do you find it's, do you think it's cheating if people delete their old crap? I change my mind on this type of thing all the time. Okay. Because everyone does it, everyone uses Instagram in a different way. Yeah. Right? Like, I kind of felt like when I was trying to be professional for a little while, maybe let's say like a year, year and a half, I thought about deleting stuff because there was like some stuff back there, but like, like no, I have no regrets in my life or whatever, but like I have some stuff back there that's just not professional. Um, even for me, who's someone who's never tried to be like a professional, professional. Yeah. Um, I don't knock people for wanting to get rid of some stuff. I mean, Kevin Hart couldn't do the the Oscars this year because of some oh, stuff yeah. on his Twitter, like what twelve years ago or some garbage. So that's true. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, I like if you scroll back. I mean, I only have like four hundred and some photos. Um, four nineteen, and I have. Now, this is my second iteration of Instagram. Mm -hmm. I had it originally back in like 2010, 2011, like right when it came out. I think it was five or five months old or something. But then I, what, after a year and a half, I deleted it because I got sick of the drama at the time. <laughs> in the iPhone only days, I got tired of the drama and, and the shenanigans. Boy, if I only knew what was coming up how many years later. Uh, so I deleted it. And in the process, I got rid of my the name that I really liked. So, but then I came up with it a couple years later. I cave to peer, peer pressure. I'm such a loser. Did you get back the name that you lost? <laughs> no, I had to add a number to it. But then since then, a couple of years ago, I changed it to the Ditter Designs when I tried to become legit right. or for trying to be as close to legit as I'll ever be. That's all I've ever known is that one, Ditter Designs. Okay. So I guess I've, I've, I've probably had this since probably 2015 or something, I think. Something like that. Anyway, that's not important. <laughs> um. So I was just thinking, because I know some people delete everything, some people don't. Some people don't think you should delete everything, and other people say, no, it's your quote-unquote brand. You shouldn't have any of your garbage iPhone 4 photos that are blurry and crooked. But <laughs> I kept all of mine, because I just thought it's kind of cool to see someone's journey. Yeah, see someone's journey, see how real they are, see like what they were before photography. Everyone has a different like view on it. Some people like will constantly go back and delete photos still. And I've thought of doing that just because I know that I have a lot of good stuff down below. 
that no one ever sees. No one's ever going to scroll down there and see yeah. all that. So if I were to delete, say, 500 pictures, like some of that good stuff way back when I when I was in my prime, my Instagram <laughs> prime, let's say, um, would turn up again and get more appreciation. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about IG? Do you find it, do you feel it's changed over the last, you know, seven, eight years? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I think it's garbage now. Yeah. <laughs> I think I hate it. I, like like anything else, it's only going to last a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, the comparison I use most is when, like, you play, like, I used to online game a little bit. Uh, Call of Duty was my biggest game. You'd play, like... Which one? Call of Duty 5 was my favorite. Okay. World at War. That was where I started. Um, I like the simple ones. Okay. It's just not a lot of extra nonsense that happens. There's so many perks and versions of perks. It's just too much now. Yeah. But I like that one. It was simple. You were a soldier. You were running around. There was nothing too... It was World War Two, so it was... There's not, like, a whole lot of technology going into it. Yeah. Eventually... People get sick of playing it, and you get lots of cheaters. You get the people who are like, just get constant nukes no matter what or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You just die as soon as you spawn, and it just like takes all the fun out of it. That's kind of like where Instagram is going. Okay. And people are cheating. Everyone's followers are fake. Everyone's like, getting fake likes, fake comments, blah blah yeah. blah. They're paying for it to, to to try and get. Well, you said, in in the article, I guess. Uh, I'll bring up the article quickly. I still have one or two other questions I want to get before we delve into this. But you said, I think you listed this as one of your pet peeves on the CBC article. And this is from uh, CBC. Shoot, I don't have the date. Printed the article. I didn't print. It doesn't have the date on here. It was long. It was a few months ago. February-ish, maybe. It It was, uh, and if anyone's listening to this outside of Canada, CBC is the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. It's our... uh, national broadcaster but uh yeah march 23rd 2019 cbc so yeah you said uh your your pet peeve is is i'll read it here quote normal everyday people who aren't using instagram to to market a business are using automated bots to get fake likes and fake followers to look popular for absolutely no reason other than to compete in an imaginary popularity contest uh uh, close quote I really like that you said popularity contest. Like it's basically it's like going to high school all over again, except yeah. now people it's it's costing people money. Like <laughs> yeah. I I mean I've never done it, but I, like how many however much money it costs to buy followers and likes just to be accepted. Like it's, it's just rough. drama. It's yeah. Um, Did you see that that uh, Facebook photo about this girl? Or starting out a photo video about this girl saying that her whole life is social media and she was bawling her eyes out because people had like commented against her and some people were reporting her and then people even more reported her because they didn't like her drama. I only saw it yesterday. No. It was like, insane. I should send I that to you. It. That's definitely the type of thing that's happening. Yeah. Like you see micro versions of it happening even with myself lately. Like you see micro versions of that happening all over. Yeah. This, this poor girl was just bawling her eyes out saying that her whole life she's nothing without Instagram and this other guy it was one of these videos where somebody else has their own video and they're like commenting on different sections and he's and he's saying he's being logical and reasonable saying you're a human being of course there's more to you than just some stupid app yeah, go outside. like and then she even <laughs> says about how she's in debt and she can't go to school now because she's lost her job and everyone's thinking and even this guy said well you went to school like clearly you have some sort of skill you got from school like you know stuff. You're like you're not an idiot, even though some people might say she's an idiot. But like clearly, she's not like she's more than just Instagram. Yeah, everyone is. Yeah, 
Um, you said, uh, or I should actually say, you called a bunch of followers lately. H- how was that? Like I, you, or I should say maybe fake followers. I what, sorry? You called, like you called your following, you blocked and got uh, rid of yes. the spam. The purge. The yeah, purge. I've deleted like 450 of my followers lately. Okay. Um, a lot of which was clearly like auto bots just following, like yeah. say a business that has 2,000 followers but is following 7,000, garbage like that. Mm-hmm. Um, names that I've never ever recognized before and we have no acquaintances like okay. they'll usually say like if one of my followers is following them or vice versa a lot of people like that i'm still working on it um i just have this thing where i need to get it to like even numbers so i got down to 2000 <laughs> okay and then that thing went around recently where it shows you how many fake followers you have yep and i was at like 93 percent. that audit like, yeah. yeah 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 that yeah. audit and i purged another 69 followers after that and i got up to like 96 percent real followers which is cool. It's like sad, but like that's the fun now. Mm-hmm. Back when I started Instagram, I started taking pictures um, around the same time that you were doing it, uh, like say 2015-ish. Okay. That was a time when like you would take pictures and the likes and the comments and the followers were more genuine. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot of like bots and automated garbage. Yep. Um, and people that were adding on were actually like legitimate and nice and like giving you positive feedback or, or negative feedback, whatever it was, usually positive at that time. And you could, like, see yourself getting better. You could use that information, like, critically. Now it's, like, whenever I get a follower, it's, like, what is this person? Is this a real person? Like, I feel like nine times out of ten you're blocking them. I've I've never understood the follow-on-follow, and I get that all the time. Like, even the last couple days, like, I hadn't had anybody follow me in in probably a couple weeks. And then, of course, the last couple days I get five people, and they're, like, business accounts in different cities and it's like, I'm not going to follow you. I don't care about a brow tech in Edmonton <laughs> or, or something somewhere else. Like I'm just, I'm not interested. I'm not going to follow you. And then sure enough, in a couple of weeks, they'll probably drop me. And it's like, I've never played that game. Have you ever looked into like those programs that do that? That do that like follow on follow. Like it's not a person that's doing that. It's not a person that like scroll no, up to your account I didn't, or whatever. Is it like one of those pay things? Like when yeah, you buy like it, it's, it's a program. It's an app. It's like anything, right? No, I like, didn't know that. Yeah, like it's. I thought it. I actually <laughs> thought. I guess I'm naive. I I'm an old man. I guess I thought someone's there. Like oh, I'm gonna follow these people and see if they follow me back. <laughs> no, and it's not someone like keeping track of all these people. There's programs that do it for you. Okay. So like you can set it up to so, like everyone that uses hashtag Winnipeg. Yeah. Follow them. If they don't follow back in 24 hours, unfollow them. It's like they have features like that, and there's all kinds of different apps that do it. There's ones that run on your computer. Your computer has to be running for it to work. It has to be, like, open, so, like, 100% of the time your computer is running. Uh, there's other ones that are just temporary, like like you would think, on your phone. Okay. Um, there's ways to set it up where you're only liking or only commenting. Like, your bot is only liking or only commenting at certain times of the day to make it look more human-like. Yeah, and then, to, like, to increase the engagement and all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah, so, like, if you get... If, if some girl is using a bot just for, like, a popularity contest reason, and she likes 50 of your photos, but it's at, like, 3 in the morning, that's going to be pretty suspicious for you. Like, what is this girl mm-hmm. on the yeah. for? Yeah. Um, what you do. <laughs> yeah, what you doing? <laughs> so for that reason, you can, like, set it to 5 o'clock p.m. Like, only like photos between 5 and 6 p.m. Okay. Because that's when I get off work, and that's when I would most likely be on my phone. and huh. Yeah, so it's not like someone is actually going through and, like, keeping track of who's following and unfollowing. It's, okay. It's very much robotic, and that's, like, one of my main issues with this thing is you can't have fun. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I actually, I, yeah, I did, I did not know that. I did yeah. not, oh, you learn something That's the day. cheating. That's the cheating. That's the guys on Call of Duty who have unlimited rockets in their rocket launcher. Oh, and yeah. Like, and infinite flak jackets or whatever, and they just, like, roast you over and over, and you can't yep. do anything. Mm-hmm. 
can't get any engagement. You can't get any attention. Whether you're, and if you're a business, that's frustrating. Yeah. Because you're competing with these people who are spending more money than you and hmm. not even trying to make money, just trying to be popular. <laughs> yeah, because I know, like, when I... I mean, I want to throw this out there. Like, I didn't... Like, yeah, so I've been on Instagram since with this account since whenever it was, like I said before. But really, I started mostly taking and posting pictures probably like early 2015. I think maybe in 2014, I maybe some posted some photos. The first ones I did were older shots that I took, like with my original Sony digital camera, um, like back in the day. Um, but I guess that's one of the things, well, I guess I'll lead into this about like people being fake on Instagram. Um, I just, I always find it funny when people are about like uh, how, I guess I don't even know where I'm going with this, but the people who, whether they have 400,000 followers or not, and they're all like, I've been like, I'm a big time photographer in the last couple of years. I just find it interesting. And I might sound like a total clown or for saying this, but it's like, I've been shooting before most of you guys even were hit puberty. <laughs> Yeah. It's like I was shooting in 2006 when I was in high school with a Sony DSCP 100 on a 16 megabyte purple memory stick that held like 14 photos. On a camera they would never heard, have heard of. Yeah, it was like it was a point and shoot. It was a 5.1 megapixel camera <laughs> uh, in 2006. So some of these clowns that are on Instagram were five years old. And it's like, so like, don't get in my face that I don't know about photography or just because I have a real following of a thousand people or whatever and you have... 500,000 that you're the shiz, that, you know? That you paid for. Yeah. That you paid for with your McDonald's dollars. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, I don't know how you feel about that because it's like, like I, I know you're an, you're an OG, like you go back, but I just get a, I just get hate for some of these people who are like, they've been around for five minutes. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm even in that middle ground. Like I feel like I'm just in between like what you're talking about, like the 2006 five. 0.6 yeah. megapixel cameras or whatever. 5.1. And then and the new people, I feel like I'm in between that, just like I'm in between like Gen X and Millennials. Yeah. Um, and that comes down to a lot of the way that I think, like I understand how Millennials per se, newer people that have access to like all sorts of technology and cameras are amazing nowadays and they do a lot of the work for you. Mm -hmm. um, just speed wise, like you can take a good picture with film, sure, but like it's a lot slower. You have to take your time. You have to like, you might miss your chance. Yeah. Um, uh, Gen X's would not respect that as much. OGs don't respect that as much because like there wasn't as much work that went into it. People are doing a lot more. Uh, you have such a big margin of error now, like with a raw file versus like a film file or a five point six JPEG file back in the day. Like you yeah. had to like nail your photo back in the day, otherwise it wouldn't be good. Now, like if you miss, you can bring it back five or five stops, like either direction. Mm -hmm. um, I think millennials and younger people who have access to all this are. Or yeah, their their heads get really big really fast. Yeah. Because like they see a better looking result with their space age gear and mm -hmm. they just think that they're better than the person who got it fifty years ago with a yeah. medium format camera. <laughs> okay, so speaking of gear, like fancy gear, what do you how do you feel about those people that um, basically create photos out of nothing, whether it be stock photography or photos that they took and they create a scene that is that's just not real. Like, how, what do you, what do you how do you feel about that? Well, not even the fantasy ones, but say if it's like an actual landscape and it looks like it could be real, but it actually isn't real and it doesn't exist anywhere on planet Earth. Like, do you feel like that's, again, either like cheating just to try and get the big banger 
or and like people who don't realize that that's a composite edit are like, man, that guy's amazing. <laughs> I think it depends on your attentions. Okay. And how you're trying to play it off. Because I've yeah. seen people do that type of edit and play it off as a photo. Yeah. And maybe it's a mistake using the word photo or not, but a photo is like a frame that comes from a camera. Yeah. And if you're like building oh, like something that, from yeah. scratch from stock photos and layering, and if it has more than one layer at all, it's not a photo. Yeah. Um, or you can maybe call it an edited photo. Um, it just depends on your attentions. I'm all for like building composites from scratch and... And making fantasy photos. 18th Empire is a local dude that does it. Yes. Um, I feel like he's slow in his production, and I constantly want him to be, like, moving and getting more and more done because he's really good. He's really clean with his edits. Um, and he's young, too. Yeah, his are... Uh, I actually found him because of you. You posted something about him on your story. And I remember... I don't know if I said this to you or if I said it to myself. I was like, how does this guy only have 600-some followers? Yeah, and, and he's super young, and he's super... He's, he's super new. Yeah. He's 18, I think. Um, Probably. I've never met him. I don't know. I've never met him either. I, I got to drop off some prints to him soon, so I will meet him soon. But, um, yeah, he doesn't try to play like he's posting photos. He's not trying to play like anything's real. He's very, like, genuine from where he comes from. Like, yeah. oh, I just want to build this piece using this. I want it to use this element, combine it with this element, make some kind of, like, surreal reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's cool. But I feel like if you're going to, you know, take the moon at a different part of the... And you're going to shoot the moon in one part of the city and or one part of the province even and shoot a building from another part of the province and put them together and call it a photo and act like it's a, a real photo with one frame and your moon's upside down and your stars are all over the place. And mm -hmm. I think that's corny as hell. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, he does have some stuff that you can clearly tell it is fantasy. Yeah, 100%. Um, like, and then there's some other people. I'm not going to name names. And because, like, I don't, I don't have anything against these people. Like, I, I don't... I don't think they're losers. I don't think they're cheating. I just, I don't like when it's not obvious. Like this person here, I'll show you. <clears throat> you know who that is? No, never seen that. Name. Okay. So this person, I, I, again, I don't want to say the name because I'm not trying to throw shade at him. Like I don't hate him. I follow him because he's freaking amazing at, at Photoshop. And um, he's got over a quarter of a million followers. It's just all his photos look so real because they are pretty much all photos but pieces from different photos taken to make a new photo. And like, he's so good. They look so real, but they're almost, they're so good. It's like, that's, it's something that you would almost think is CGI from a movie. If that makes any sense. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, I think they're beautiful. Like, I think they're amazing photos, but it's almost like they're too good. So it's like some people think that like, oh, I can go there. And to me, it's just like, <laughs> I just almost think it's kind of like cheating, but yet not. And again, like, I think this guy's wicked at what he does. I just, I don't know how I sometimes feel about, when it comes across is this is one Im singular image. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I'm rambling. Here. No, no, no. I like the one thing that you said, like, it looks so real that like someone might want to go there. Yeah. Well, like, I don't, is this guy portraying his page as like a tourist destination? Is he saying like, no, Hey, you can come no. here and see this. No, then, he's like, fully on. Like I'm a, a Photoshop guy. Yeah. Then I see no problem yeah. with that whatsoever. Like, then you, then you know already what you're looking into. Maybe I'm just <laughs> jealous that I can never take a photo this good. <laughs> Like, if I presented my page as, like, hey, I'm a person who, like, doesn't use swear words and is up in a hot air balloon, like, 23 hours of the day. Influencer. And, and then you looked at my photos, you would say, like, this guy's full of crap. And, like, <laughs> instantly your image of me would change. Or my image of someone talking like that would certainly change. I yeah. can't speak for everyone, but that's certainly how I roll. Okay. Um, how do you feel about Instameets? Uh, I used to really like them. Yeah. When I was, like, trying to get more exposure... When I was trying to get my name out there, they were really good. 
Um, I met a lot of people that I still know and talk to today. A lot of uh, a lot of the big name Instagrammers per se in the city, which is like feeling way more corny to say. Like every time I say, is it, it because it's Winnipeg, or is it because, or would that be even if we lived in Chicago or it's, LA? It's just the 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 whole that Instagram is going down. I yeah, just feel like it's, it's like look at me. It's not cool anymore. Yeah, I yeah. gotta figure out something real to do with my photos. I haven't been posting much. Um, Insta meets. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I, I banned myself from them. I said I'd stop going to them because okay. it's a lot of the a lot of the same people that go, which is um, not the worst thing. It's cool because like I know if I want to go and see certain people, I can almost like count on them being there. Yeah, um, I think it's a little corny that's the same people that go all the time. I think it's even more corny that there's people who will people aren't themselves there all the time. People are there like to market, to get their name out. Hey, like I'm this person. Blah, you should follow me. Blah blah blah. And then like so to network. Yeah, hundred percent. People are trying to get on other people's feeds. Everyone's trying to get on each other people, each other's people's feeds. They're yeah. trying to take pictures of other people. Um, trying to have, um, like say if I post or I take pictures of everyone. I actually used to do this. I used to take candidates of everyone and kind of half hoping that they would run and repost them to their page. And then all of a sudden, like, hey, here's a street guy taking candid photos at the museum when like no one else is doing that everyone's taking pictures of the museum mm-hmm. um so even i use it as a way to stand out um why i got away from them is just people biting you people are like okay here's this menace guy I finally get to see like what he does and where he stands and how he thinks about photos and they'll literally like watch you and okay like he, look at him and look at what he's shooting okay i'm gonna go behind him and take that same shot and, like, people have seen me squared up for a shot. They look at my camera and then take the shot over my shoulder yeah. and post that shot first. Okay. And, like, uh, like yes, I'm competitive, but, like, like what do you – like, why? You can, you've took a million photos already. I know you took 200 photos. <laughs> why are you taking my photo? And I just don't want to go to Insta, Insta Meets to compete like that because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what it is. I have to, like, hide what I'm doing and I don't know. Yeah. I always kind of want to come out of an instant meet, like, with a couple shockers, you know? Like, oh, I didn't even see you take that. Just because one of my first ones was a museum, and I got that 360 shot of the 360 Yeah, that one got featured a little got... over a year going, like, a ton of pages, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it was everywhere. Um, that one was, like, one that was, like, my last photo of the day, I think. And uh, that was, like, kind of what I aimed to do every time I went, is, like, come out with something shocking. Yeah. Come out with something that people weren't thinking about, that didn't see me do, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, that's a standout. But, like, now if I go, I have people, like, following me. And it's not to, like, toot my own horn. It's just, like, I have people following yeah. me, like, wanting to take that same shot or whatever. And it's just, like... Yeah. It's not... like you're the Pied Piper, but not by choice. Yeah. And I don't think I'm the only Piper. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's lots of Pipers trying to, like... Trying, or not trying to get copied off of. I think a lot of people are just... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've I've never gone to an Instameet. I wanted to go to some early on, like, a year or two, three years ago. But I just never did because I just... To me, they looked kind of like just a meat market. Like, it's just, they look chaotic. And I just don't want to, whenever I'm driving down the street and I see a bunch of, like, photography students, I just, to me, it's like, I don't want to be just another, like, in following the herd or, like, a follower. And just everyone taking pictures of the same thing, the same roof line, the same shadows. Like, everyone's got taken the same thing. Yeah. There's just no originality there. Yeah, and it's hard like to, to not, me. like, if you see someone looking at something, like, oh, look at that shadow. It's hard, like, yeah. it's hard not to point your camera at it. And I, like, just don't want to put myself in that position. Um, also, about Instameets is that they used to be more fun 
in that they were about the Instagrammers. Now I feel like now Tours in Winnipeg, for example, has like their core group of Instagrammers that come and always do a good job, always rep, always like. Are you talking always, about rep in the Insta meets or like outside of the Insta meets that uh, like they well, take well, pillows? Specifically okay. in the Insta meets. So like, they have their <coughs> list of I don't know, let's say forty Instagrammers that they'll like they'll email. They don't even do public posts anymore for saying like. Yeah. Comment on here. First one to email us, whatever you're in. They don't even do that anymore. They have like a list of people who have been like dedicated to these instamates. And um they I feel like prizes have gotten lamer. I feel like it's not about the photographers. It's not about the Instagrammers anymore. It's about Tours of Winnipeg just using trying to get their brand out. Yeah. Um and and maximizing their marketing budget really okay. like if you can get like 12 12 15 20 people to come out and just everyone post whatever photos that they think are the best yeah. and they're all going to compete against each other you're not paying anything you're paying what like a hundred dollars for whatever prize that you might have had mm-hmm. instead of actually paying a photographer to go and hang at this place for eight hours or whatever it is like you just get way more out of it if you have so many people there and okay i just got to the point where i feel like i was being used the only reason I went to the last one I went on is because it was like my film February and I wanted to shoot music on film okay. and I didn't want to pay for festival. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Why pay for the gauging game for free? I'm not sure if I even posted anything. I felt a little bit like I, I did, but it was after the fact, like after all the prizes went out or whatever, yeah. like I actually posted some stuff, but okay. Yeah. I feel like people are just kind of being suckered by tourism Winnipeg now. I feel like tourism Winnipeg has this core group of really good photographers that they can just bring out to whatever they want. I feel like they should give them better prizes or I don't know, pick different people, pick new people that have never been like blacklist all the people that have been before. Yeah. It's just like, just like anything else. They're just, okay. They're just getting old. No, that's fair. Um, uh, let's see here. I'd like um, to see more people do their own instant meets. Yeah. Like Trevor Johnson the other day. Like I used to host coffee meetups or whatever. Um, that's and cool. I, I don't know what he would talk about, but he's like an amazing portrait guy. I think more people do should do stuff like that. The guy should host a street meet and have like whoever wants to come shoot street. Okay. Except don't shoot over someone's shoulder. <laughs> right. Street's harder to do that because you don't have long windows. That is true. If you're shooting like a landscape or a cityscape, that can happen easily. Yeah. But someone walking by and like, you know, like on their nose at the right time, you can't duplicate that. Now, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know, Dennis is... I personally think he's one of the best street photographers I've ever seen because you're so good at capturing like candid moments. I, I suck at street photography. I've tried to go do it. Whenever I've gotten a new lens, I'm like, I'm going to go out and shoot street photography. And then I just blow it and I come home with nothing. It's just complete trash. It ends, it ends up being like architecture photography of buildings, which is like how I first started back in the aughts, as us old people call it, the early 2000s. I've never heard that. The aughts. Yeah, <laughs> apparently some people, that's what it's called, but no one ever calls it that. Hmm. Um, I don't know why I called it that anyway. but uh, <laughs> I will so, now. So yeah, so I've, I've never been good at street photography, but I think you are extremely talented at Thanks, street man. photography. Um, like, what made you get into that? Is it just because it is so much intertwined with shooting BMX, since BMX is on the street for the most part? I I think so, yeah. Um, street is the closest thing to BMX that I shoot. BMX is like my core. That's where I come from. That's what I started taking pictures of. Yeah. Um, it's 100% my core, and it's, yeah, it's the most, like, street photography. I do a lot of high vantage points and rooftops and whatever else, but that is, like, it's easy. You go up, there's straight lines, 
you know, the sun's going to be different in 10 minutes later. It, it's different. With, with street, you have a split second all the time. Yeah, you got to be locked with, and loaded. Yeah, with BMX, you have a split second. Your shutter speed has to be right. You Like, everything has to be right. Um, yeah, that's... So yeah. it's the challenge of it, almost. Yeah. Like, you can try to do the same photo twice. It's never going to be the same photo. With BMX photos, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy's going to be tired the next time he tries it, or he's going to hurt himself next time he tries it, or the light will be different the next time he tries it, or I'm going to move because, like, I'm never on a tripod with BMX ever. Like, yeah. I'm often shooting blind. I don't even look at the camera because it's a really, really wide lens, and I'm, I'm really close. I'm just not putting my head that close. Um, hmm. Yeah, just the just the uniqueness of it. Like, you can take... You can frame two street photos the same, but they're never going to be, like, the same photo. I yeah. like the, the individuality of it and the, the speed of it and just, like, split second. You can't miss. What do you enjoy more, street or BMX? Uh, I think BMX. Yeah. I think street is something that I'll get over and I'll go in and out of phases of, but BMX, like, I'm just always hungry for BMX. Okay. Especially because it's Winnipeg. And Winnipeg BMXers get hungry in the summer because, like... You only got six months. Because we've been hibernating all winter, yeah. Yeah. Um... So is that kind of why you do the film once in a while is to change it up for the street to kind of keep it fresh like you did the film February? Or is that just something else on its own? Uh, I think it's just to keep photography fresh, not street specifically. Like okay. I shot everything. Film. I shot portraits. I shot rooftops. I shot everything in film. Yeah. Um, I didn't shoot as much as I wanted to. I didn't use flash. a couple of things I didn't do. But yeah, just keep it fresh. Where do you buy your film? Because I know you've got some sweet medium format cameras and you've got some <laughs> just regular cameras that you're... An analog guru. I only have... I, I, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew I was perceived this way by anyone. Um, I have a lot of cameras. Um, I don't use all of them. I, I would say I've used half of them. I, I think I'm probably at 35 cameras again still. Um, I only have one medium format camera. Um, and it is cool. It's a, it's a twin lens reflex. I would love to get one of those as a film camera. It's super sweet. Yeah. And... As old as it is, and I got it from Darko. I don't know if you know who Darko I, is. I don't know. He's a personality in the Manitoba photography scene. He's an older guy. Um, he does a lot of buying and selling, just trying out gear. He's so if like, I want to buy one, I should hit this guy up. He's a gear guy. I got mine from him for 20 bucks, like major bro deal. There's yeah. one on Kijiji right now for 120 Yeah. Which I think is a little steep, but I mean, I got it for a good deal. And it's sharp. Like, like some of the things that turn on it are kind of sticky, and it's old, and you can tell like it's old, and it feels like it's going to fall apart, but like, the lens is super sharp. I don't think I wipe the inside of it on anything. I wipe the outside. Um, and yeah, those big negatives are just they're so just, nice. The thing that blew me away about when I was younger is like I was always into space. So I always, like I've been a huge space nerd my whole life. And then also photography. So then you merge those together. It's like uh, Apollo photography on the moon and of the earth. And then I'm like, well, what type of photog- or cameras do they use? Medium format Hasselblads. Because I'm thinking like how, when I was younger... How, and this is when, again, when digital wasn't very good, you know, it was like, you know, an average camera was five or six megapixels and a pro camera was 12 megapixels. It's like, how did these guys take such high resolution photos? And then I did the research and learned, oh, it's medium format and you can blow medium format up to like massive. So I don't know the numbers. They're huge. I've only printed one as big as eight by 10 and it's beautiful. Like it's great. Well, it's like you can do billboard size, like stuff with medium format. And even like a lot of people don't realize is that even... Um, like 35 millimeter camera is equal to what, like 40 or 50 megapixels on a full frame sensor. Like it's ridiculous. The, the, wow. Or is it, yeah, it's something like, it's something like that. Wild. Yeah. It's like it's you, big. the detail you can pull out of film, like people don't understand that film only now is starting to get equaled with, with high resolution cameras like that, uh, EOS 
R or whatever that Canon was a couple of years Canon ago. That was frame? like yeah, the full frame that was like a fifty megapixel that came out a couple of years ago. That was not medium format. So I, where I'm trying to go with this is I have one film camera that I, I got was my grandpa's. It's the one I showed you pictures of. It was just that Pentax. It's nothing fancy. It's just a yeah. 35mm camera. I think you said you K-1000 have two of the same ones. Something like that. Something yeah, like Spotmatic. Spotmatic, yeah. yeah you have of one or two of the same. <laughs> so, I mean, it's nothing fancy. Um, but I would love to get a medium format because I just think that's such a cool medium. Yeah. Especially if you can find like a like an SLR. Like something. Like TLRs are fun. And they're fun because... Like, because they're so like impractical and like that's kind of why I want to it. use like yeah. I want it for just like that's what you used to see people in the fifties and sixties shooting their barbecue with like their family <laughs> barbecue they'd like okay everybody stand still and they'd look down at their belt line as they're like focusing yeah. the camera and then click like I just think that's retro cool yeah that's super cool what, um, sorry I, continue my friend Colin Corneau has like a a Mamiya one that is like a normal camera you wouldn't know I think it shoots medium format slides so like every Okay, that's cool. Every frame he's taken out, uh, which is super interesting. I think those are much more practical if you're like trying to get like any kind of nice print done. But it is really fun to use a TLR just because they're just so vintage, I guess. So I don't know. They're from a different world. Mine's from '55. That's cool. Where do you where do you get your film for? From uh, Don's. They sell like old film like that for medium format. Yeah, it's not really old. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, I didn't There's know still that. people making medium format cameras. Like, it's not too out of this world. I, I just, I thought the only way you could get for old cameras is like eBay, like old expired film. I didn't think, other than 35 millimeter, I no, didn't think they could get it. hot. Film is, yeah, hotter now than it's been in a long time. That's cool. People are, like Kodak is like bringing back some of the discontinued films that they, like had discontinued for a long time. Like bringing it back because of high demand and stuff like that. I think Ektachrome just came back. I'm not a big film buff by any means. Okay. I have like, I, I know I like Portra. I know, no, Ektachrome is slide film that I'm afraid to shoot because it was like 25 bucks for a roll. I haven't shot it yet. Um, Have you ever shot slides before? No. No, it's, that was the first, because my dad shot slides for like his whole amateur, semi-pro career. So that's the first film I shot him for years was slides. And it's, slides is is weird, man. Do you mean like slide film or do you mean like slides like one at a time? Like slide film, and then it gets uh, developed into slides. Yeah. Okay. Like those little plastic things that yeah. are like... I've, I've seen yeah. those. It yeah. sucks to view them because pretty, pretty much you need a projector or you're holding them up to the light by your eye. So... <laughs> I do that with film now. I get like a white photo on my on my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like on my way home from the shop, I'm like looking at my negatives and they're backwards, but... Yeah. I don't know. You can still do it. Because in the old days, like that's what it was easiest to send was a slide to send it to a publisher. I guess, yeah. Yeah. So he would, he had a stamp, like a one-time right stamp. He would stamp on the slide, mail it away, and they would publish it. And That's super cool. I never put any thought into how people used to do things, but yeah, that's really yeah. cool. So like I've only shot regular 35 print film a couple times. Like I'm not a really big fan of film. Like I'm not very good at it. I, don't, I shoot it once like every couple of years, so I don't do it enough. I'm still yeah. learning a ton about it. I just find I'm like a typical young guy. I like to see what I'm doing, and I just hate having to slow down. I mean, it's good to do that yeah it's a whole different game oh yeah that's for sure mm-hmm. but it's, it's cool i like it I, I haven't liked it since february <laughs> i haven't shot any film uh just because i'm sick of it after that month because i like you just said i like the instant i like to go home and put my memory card in the thing rather than like yeah maybe get to the dawns in time to drop my film off to get developed so like the film the roll of film that i just did now was one i bought from dawns last year that i told you about so it took me till till now, like nine Sweet. months later to shoot it. That's fun though. Yeah. So it was sitting in the fridge. It was just a Kodak uh, 
a, I guess I should say ASA 200 instead of ISO. <laughs> um, so, and that was the first time I'd ever shot long exposure knife photography on film. Sweet. Like I would consider myself an expert knife photography, long exposure. For sure. I'm um, not to toot my own horn, but I, I would. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the first time I've ever done it on film. And so it was definitely a learning experience. It was like, it reminded me of the first time I ever shot long exposure, open shutter back like four or five years ago. It was like learning all over again. And of course, then you don't know how it's going to turn out. So I would take the same shot, three different settings. And I got the finished ones back and they look like crap. <laughs> I should have used a tripod. I was using my wallet to prop the thing up. Oh, you didn't use a tripod. No, I didn't have one with me. I only had a, a, a mini, like a miniature one. And that's only good for landscape. And just the, I was shooting this like traveling carnival, like one of the malls. And the only shot was portrait. So since the tripod was a mini one, it can't shoot the camera yeah i know exactly mode. what you're talking about i have a little manfrotto one yeah like, it's that one yeah <laughs> so i was like oh come on so and plus it was like the windiest night in a month worst so and i forgot the the button thing the old school thing that you screw into the shutter and hold the, the trigger down oh you had that no i forgot it at home oh, yeah, like okay. i actually have one but i didn't think to bring it yeah yeah because I'm used to just a digital camera. You just press the button and it holds it down and on its own. There's a two-second timer, yeah, a ten-second timer. Yeah. You have all these options. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was interesting. Um, but yeah, I remember the first time I... One of the first times I ever shot film was back in... I think it was... Oh, it would have been like January 07, I think, because uh, I was working on a renovation project. And I used that Pentex. And it was like a... It's either 24 or 36. And I shot the whole roll on a, on a, like a, it was a wide angle lens. I got some sick shots. And then I opened it up and I realized that the film wasn't threaded properly and I had exposed every shot on the same frame uh, of film. Worst. And ever since then, I would, had such a bitter taste in my mouth about film. <laughs> even though it wasn't really the film, it was me and the camera. That's like part of the fun with film. You have all these stories, like not only like from like the photos themselves, but like just blowing it, just messing up. Yeah. I shot a whole roll on a Pentax MX. I shot a whole roll, 36 frames. And then I went to, re I rewound it, I opened it, and it wasn't there. Like, there was no film. I just shot this whole roll. So you thought you had a I roll. I thought I had a roll in there, but I didn't have a roll. I remember photos that I took. I remember, like, a guy walking by and flipping me off, like, when I was just waiting for a frame. And, like, I don't have that frame because I had no film in the camera. But I remember that frame. I know, it kills you. But, but it's it fun. It teaches you, yeah. It's, so every time I've used that camera now, I, like, triple check that, and I make sure it's in the sprockets. And every time I do the roll, I'm like, please, God, let this not be slipping like that one time. And then when I rewind it, I'm like, okay, it's good. You, would, good hate, go. you would hate medium format then. Why? Everything about medium format feels wrong. So oh. for my, my TLR, for example, you load it and just like, okay, with a 35 millimeter camera, you put the film in and it's like pretty much loaded. Yep. Right? Like it's there. If you have like an auto winder, it just goes automatically. There's like no winding. It's just ready. For a medium format camera, my TLR, for example, and a lot of TLRs that I've seen, you're rolling and rolling and rolling and you think you've gone too far. You think you've like wound through the entire roll and you're rolling and you're rolling and you finally see it through like a tiny little red screen window in the back. You finally mm -hmm. see that like you have a mark that shows you that you're on the right way. And then it finally shows you again like when you're closer and closer and then it finally shows you you get a, like a one when you're on the frame. Okay. Um, but it just feels wrong. And then you take your frame which is like tricky because a shutter is like a little switch on the bottom. It's not a button like we're used to in the past 20 years. Oh, okay. Um, they're all different, but they're all difficult. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you have to make sure that you advance your frame because I took rooftop photos where I didn't advance it and I have like double exposures that just didn't work out. Like 
like medium format for my experience and the cameras I've used is harder than 35. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to get into that, like I would like to try it. Good it'll, luck. <laughs> it'll probably bring me to my knees in about five seconds. 35 mil will be a breeze after that. Oh yeah. I'll be like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then I was just, cause my, uh, I was thinking about film. Like my sister just got married on the weekend and uh, I was talking with the photographer and uh, it was Curtis Moore. I saw you hyping him up on your yeah, story. Yeah, man, I, I don't the guy, know I don't know him either. I just, I knew that he was like a pretty legit wedding photographer from around the city. I'd never met him. And the guy does some phenomenal work. Um, but anyway, we were talking about film because he's been in the photography business for a long time. And also just from uh, another personal friend of mine who has been a photographer for like 30 years, like a professional photographer. Um, his name is Michael Roberts. He shoots a duality photography here in the city of Winnipeg. And he does a lot for... Uh, style Manitoba he does a ton of like house architecture stuff like that but anyway he did my best friend's wedding in 2008 and that wedding was the last wedding he ever shot on film and uh, he said to me and I know this is all other people have said this online and I was talking with Curtis about this is you don't know fear until you shoot a whole wedding on film and send that film away to get developed and I can't even imagine like I would probably have an aneurysm yeah I, I couldn't do it it's rough. Like I'm, I've been asked to shoot a number of weddings, like in the last couple of years, digital, and I've said no, because I'm like I, I just I don't want to deal with the stress. I don't trust my equipment enough, even though I know I could do it. I just, I just don't want to do it. So I can't even imagine doing it on film. Yeah, it'd be a nightmare. Yeah, I've had one roller I really, really stressed about because I shot my girlfriend's haircut. Okay. My girlfriend had the longest hair of anyone I had ever met, <clears throat> and then she got a cut really short, and I took a couple photos, uh, with that roll. And then I finished the roll off by shooting portraits of this other girl that I met off Instagram. Um, and that roll, something happened when I was rewinding it. I like messed up. I tore the I tore the film. Oh. And there's nothing I can do with that. I can't bring it to a shop. Just like the position, the situation, the the circumstance that this particular role was in, I couldn't bring it to a shop. It's not something that, that they would deal with. So I had to leave it to like a friend. Luckily I knew a friend that knows how to develop film. He develops film all the time, but he doesn't do color. So I had to wait like a month and a half for him to get like color chemicals in just okay. for like his own personal use. And then I finally like gave it to him. And then he, I had to like trust him with it. Right. And like, this is just one role. So I, I can't imagine, like you said, like a wedding. Yeah. That's a lot. So like I've, I've shot weddings and I get nervous just as is for my memory cards and whatnot. Never mind like handfuls of rolls yeah. of film. Cause someone told me it was something like, like a wedding would be 12 rolls of film. That's it. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea, but I mean, I, maybe Better that's goal. That's like, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, yeah, now that I think about it, that's, it's not a lot. That's only a couple hundred photos versus in digital tops. versus in digital. You're taking like, 5,000 photos at a wedding. Yeah, I've shot 2,000 on average for the weddings I've done. Oh, man, I've never thought of it that Oh, yeah. 12 yeah, rolls you of better 30. be good if it's only 12 rolls of film. Yeah, 12 rolls of 36 is like not even 500. Quick math, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh, I never thought about that. Um, okay, so now that we're uh, nice and warmed up, uh, <laughs> everybody who decided to turn this off 35 minutes ago, um, they're lost. But now we're going to get into the good stuff. Now we're going to talk just a little bit more about CBC and then some of the things that have been happening on, on, on the Winnipeg scene lately <laughs> and some of the things that get Dennis and me fired up. <laughs> so uh, CBC, I know we talked about this earlier in the podcast, but it was an article, How to Be Seen, basically five questions to some of uh, Winnipeg's favorite Instagram personnel, I guess you could say. 
Um, so, I mean, what was that like? Like, CBC approach you? Like, yeah. what was it like being in an actual article it was something like that? It was really easy. Um, it was nothing, really. Like, they sent me an email saying, like, this is what we want to do. We want to ask some questions. We want to we want to see one of your photos. And that's that. I said, like, sure, I'd be down. They said, okay, I want it for this time next week. And that was that. Like, I gave okay. them... They, yeah, they sent me an email back with all the questions. And, yeah, I just answered the questions and sent it forward. It wasn't really okay. anything crazy. There were supposed to be five of us. Behind the scenes, I was told there was five. When it came out, I was surprised there was only four. Because so, so someone blew it. Someone didn't get their information in is what I'm guessing. I think the article actually said, yeah, five people. I don't, or, think, it, I don't think it said it anywhere, but in my emails, they said they were supposed to do it on five. Because four is like a weird number. Yeah, well, I don't know why I had it. Because I looked at this. I printed it out. I tried to print out the whole article. The printer was being funny. It <laughs> printed everything, except it would always stall in the photos. It's not my it's not my printer, at least, so <laughs> my printer would print photos. Uh, oh, yeah. We, it doesn't say five. I don't know why I got no. five out of this. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I mean, that must have been kind of cool, though, because, I mean, the article said that the public chose... Uh, we, it says, we sought out some of Manitoba's top Instagrammers as chosen by you, our CBC audience. So, I mean, that must have been kind of humbling, kind of cool. Super humbling. I didn't know that this, like, I don't know how official that was, but it was humbling. I'm, I heard that there was a, like, CBC posted on their Instagram story, like, who's your favorite Instagrammer? And yeah. just, like, left it in one of those, like, question boxes. Oh, yeah. And I think that might have been the only place they sourced this information from. It wasn't, like, an online poll where they had, like... Like it wasn't anything super That's official. That's so cool. Yeah, super cool. Like I mean, it means that someone tens of thousands of followers. Yeah, and it means that someone put my name in there enough times that they like clicked on me and said like, "You're gonna be one of the guys." Hmm. I thought the people that they picked were pretty, pretty interesting, pretty across the board. Yeah. Um, like I feel like, if anything, uh, Liz and April are pretty similar. If you like don't know anything about Instagram and you're like just trying to read the article, learn a thing or two or whatever, I think they're pretty similar. Um. But then Paul is, like, super, like, outdoorsy, super, like, wildlife. And then yeah. I'm very, like, street and I'm professional. And, like, I like the the selection that they had. I like that, you know. That's true. It's very broad. Yeah. It, it's, it paints with a wide brush. That's good. Yeah. Um, do you... I don't know if I should ask that question. Do you feel any I, differently I'll... about people from before that article to now? You don't have to say names. I, like, I'm not saying the name drop. It's big. <laughs> I've always, always liked April... I didn't know who Paul was before that article, um, but he's cool. I like I like his stuff. I follow him now. Um, That's I think, good. I think everyone That's else cool. in the article, I felt the same before and after. Okay. Um. <laughs> I, I think everyone in the article, I felt before <laughs> and after. I like that me and, me and April both shouted out Josh. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Josh Lavely, Yoshi Grams. Um, a lot of people know who that would be. Um yeah, you put him down as your Insta inspiration. You said, my biggest inspiration on Instagram is Yoshi Graham's uh, Josh Lavely, in brackets. When I first found Josh, I noticed that we came from a similar place in that he was a skater and I was a BMXer, both on the verge of retiring and picking up cameras. He shot skateboarding photos, but more than that, he shot photos of the city like no one before him had. He was a Winnipegger who didn't love Winnipeg and would have been anywhere else if he could have been, but found a way to make his city something he loved. He showed us Winnipeg in a new light, and that's something I strive for too. Yeah, 
I like that. I think I did a great job writing that. Yeah. It's better I than agree. I could say it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you know Josh at the time of this article or did you just only know him through the app? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've met a couple times. I wouldn't say like we're great friends by any means. Like we're yeah. definitely acquainted. I've been shooting with him. I've been shooting with him more than almost anybody, and that's kind of something to brag about because the dude is a ghost. The dude just he like, is. doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah, like try to find him. Like, yeah, sure, I'll come hang out, and then like, oh, something comes up. Like, even like he just doesn't exist. Yeah, I've only ever talked with him and met him. I think at the Okanor store a couple times when we were, when I was there with Chris, and uh, I think I've talked with him on on social media, but I don't think I've ever. I've actually asked him to go shoot, but yeah, it's like both of our schedules were, were, were weird because we're not influencers. We have actual jobs <laughs> that we have to like keep the electricity on with. So we were yeah. busy guys. Hashtag, I am not a photographer. He has all over his page. Yeah, that like, when he first did that, it was, uh, I mean, I have no idea if he's ever going to hear this, but like, I thought that was almost revolutionary. I was like, that's a pretty cool way to put it. Like, yeah. like you're a photographer, but yet you're trying to, it was because... I guess he was starting to get so many people like, yo, you're a rad photographer. And he's like, first of all, he's super humble. Yeah. It's almost like he was like, no, I'm just some guy who likes taking photos. Like, don't label me a photographer because I suck. It's almost like that's what he thinks of himself, even though he's amazing. I don't know. He's just, to me, he's a humble guy. Yes and no. Uh, yeah, like, I agree with that, like, 90%. Okay. Um, Enlighten just, me. Tell me. Let's go. I just go. know him in person. I think, like, the I am not a photographer thing just, like, distinguishes the difference between, like, it's not his job. It's not what he's doing. I okay, think that's, that's what true. he was saying. He wanted it to be known that, like, it's it's a hobby. He yeah. used to skateboard before that. He stopped skateboarding. Now he takes pictures. It's a hobby. Okay. He, he does have a... He did have a good job. I'm not sure what he's doing for work now. I have um, no idea. But he's going back to school, like, to be something else. Okay. Um. Yeah. And, yes, he is humble. Yes, he can keep his mouth closed when people are like stealing his photos and posting them and mm -hmm. not giving him any credit that type of thing he yeah. does that way better than i do um so yes i respect his humility in that sense um but and I, I should say being humble doesn't mean you're scared to voice your opinion yeah. that's not what i mean i'm not saying that he's scared to speak up when it matters i don't mean that yeah he definitely he definitely knows how good he is i think okay um not all the time but like has his moments i don't think everyone is one thing all the time um, and he has, I guess I should say to me, he doesn't come across like a cocky bastard. No. And no, I would never say that. Yeah, either, for sure. I just know that I've been able to read into some of the things he used to put out better than a lot of people. Yeah. Like we come, like I him, could understand that too. Yeah. Him coming from skateboarding, me coming from BMX and like always wanting to be original, always wanting to be like yourself and not anyone else. Mm. Um, and quoting your inspirations when you have them. Um, I can't remember where I was going with that. It's okay. <laughs> Basically, That's we're just bad. fangirling over you, Josh, if you ever hear this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So then uh, you talked about in the article your inspiration. We already talked about earlier your first post, your first pick, um, your biggest inspiration. Then you talked about uh, your your top Instagram tip, which they asked everybody this, which to me, I would if they asked me, I wouldn't have known what to say. Like, was that hard to come up with? Your tip? Okay, I'll read it first. Don't put, on, don't put the platform on a pedestal yeah one piece of advice and this is uh this is what dennis quote uh, one piece of advice that i would give to anyone starting on instagram right now would be not to put the app on a pedestal you don't need to be insta famous so don't sweat the numbers uh, it's only you're going to continue it's only one app and it's great for showing people what you're currently up to but if you're a business and you're trying to get your name out there it's getting hard to do it without spending money one way or another so what we talked about earlier uh, about people buying buying followers and likes. Mm -hmm. uh, you go, you continue, Instagram should be used as a tool in addition to your website 
and your other media that you're using to get your name out there. Instagram will not always be on top and eventually everyone will get tired of it and move on to something different. So don't let it only be your focus, period, close quote. Um, so do you, you think Instagram five years from now, something else will be bigger? Yeah. I mean, Vero almost came out what, like a year or two ago and yeah. how fast was everyone jumping? For like a week. Yeah. And now I haven't just, opened it in a year. It wound up not being a thing, but I mean, just that fact alone that yeah. everyone was like, oh, there's something better. There's something that works. There's something that like lets you have the whole size of your photo. There's something that like, yeah. you know, like people are waiting and itching for something better. There's just, I'll be interested for better. that. Cause I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. Like I think Facebook and Instagram are so big. I don't know if, like, I don't know what it would take. It's tough. It could take for them revamping the app completely. It could take yeah. for them making something new. Like, I think a lot of people that are still attached to it are in, like, a toxic, abusive relationship mm -hmm. with it, you know? Like, there's yep. nothing new coming of it. I think it will take a lot of, like, big-time role models, big-time influencers to kind of boycott it before it comes a thing. But I think it will become a thing. Do you like that term, influencer? No. <laughs> I use it to, like... To troll like a, on people, yeah. to clown on people, yeah. like you're because an influencer. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would kind of agree with you on that. You see, like the Facebook ads that come up, like replace the word influencer with famous, and like you just can't take the people seriously. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so you said in here, and I have it highlighted. Don't sweat the numbers. So what do you find? What do you think is worse, um, the, being able to see the number of followers somebody has or the likes on a photo? It's tough. Followers might even be worse just because it's like first impression. If it's yeah. your first time going to that page or whatever, you're like automatically going to have a perception of them. Mm -hmm. whether, whether you kind of know it or not, whether you like it or not, you're going to have some perception of them. Like this guy is really popular. He's really good at something. He has 12K. Like he must be good. Meanwhile, like could have bought that 12K for 60 bucks or whatever. Yeah. On a payment plan. That's true. And that's where that. <laughs> From your uh, allowance. That's where that thing that we were looking up the other day um the audit or whatever it was called yeah. comes in because I mean, if it's right, then you can see who's, who's legit and who isn't. Yeah. Which is super cool. Cause no influencer is going to be private. Yeah. They're just not going to do it. That would be devastating. No yeah. one can find them at any given moment of the day. Like mm -hmm. that can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Another part of the article, favorite photo. Uh, you talked about how you have a lot of favorite photos, but one of your favorites all time was of a guy named Finn. Can you, can you tell us about Finn? Finn was cool. I actually thought the other day, this is not my favorite photo, and my favorite photo is was shot with my phone. I'll talk about this photo, but okay. my favorite photo is different. Um, Finn was cool, because this was a really cold day, and not only was Finn cool, but, like, the day in itself was interesting. So, like, I was out all day. I was really into street. I'm trying to find grungy stuff, like this photo of Finn, mm -hmm. um, and I just didn't have good luck. Some, like, sometimes you have yeah, come home with, like, ten great photos. Sometimes you have nothing, whatever. Yeah. Um, this was a bad day. I was on my way home and it was cold. Like I was like excited to be indoors and warm. I remember. And I see this guy, this is on, uh, the article Ma says Maryland, Maryland and Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. So he's on Maryland. Like these cars are about to go. It's a great perspective of the shot. Yeah. And I, I really see like him. It. This is how I see him first doing this. Like I'm a block away, but I see him like in the cars and like, this guy is working hard. I was shooting like a lot of homeless people, a lot of beggars. He's not just time. standing there. Yeah. He's not just standing there like hoping something's going to happen for him. Like he's like out there trying to do something. I have no idea what this guy's situation is, but yep. it's not great. And he's like trying to make it better. That's yep. all I can see about the situation. Okay. Um, so I approached him for that reason. And, uh, I didn't really talk to him quite yet. I didn't try to like get into a conversation or get his name or anything, but I just like, Hey man, like what's up? I just like, I just saw you like working between those cars, like walking down the middle of those cars. Like, do you mind if I take a photo? Like, don't look at me. Don't pretend I'm like, pretend I'm not here, blah, blah, blah. And he was super down. He was cool. 
he did a good job acting too. I don't think the photo shows that like he knows that I'm there. No, it looks yeah, it looks like you're a ghost. It looks like you are Josh Lavalin. In this photo. <laughs> yeah, and then I, yeah, I wound up after this. This was like the shot I got. I got it right away, like on the first go of him walking through the cars. I think. Okay. And then I hung out with him for like another I don't know twenty minutes, half an hour until like it got dark until I got too dark to shoot. Yeah. I wound up getting one more photo of his friend. I stuck around with Finn for a while because. Uh, he was out there with just his dog at first. His dog Ripley. I also have posted photos of his like his uh, service dog. Yes, um, <clears throat> and it was like his best friend. Like clearly, you could like hear it in his voice. Um, and then he said he was waiting for his friend who like got out of jail today, and like they were gonna go try to raise some money to go eat food or whatever. And like the friend eventually came. Okay. And I got a good photo of him too. Like when it's dark, I think I posted it like right after this one. Um, it's it's a similar photo between the cars. Uh, it's kind of like hazy, foggy out, and the headlights really pick up that fog, and it's kind of like kind of like a Stephen King movie, and the other guy, the friend's name is name of Stephen King. Oh, yeah, <laughs> says King cool. on his toque. Good timing. So just like yeah, it was perfect in that sense. My actual favorite favorite photo. Yeah, tell us. Is uh, was on my way to work in the exchange one time. I was on my way to work at Chibo, and I saw. Uh, like I started at 6 a.m. So this was like around 6 a.m. I was probably like 5.51, I would guess. Um, and I see two people just like hugging in a back lane. Oh, I remember this photo, yeah. Yeah, and I talked about it a lot. I remember when I posted it, I was like, yo, it's serious time. Like no joking around, yes. no trolling. Like I know I'm a, yeah. like, I know I'm a Don't be jerks. goofball on this platform a lot, but like this is serious. Like this this is an amazing moment for me. I like looked at this photo and I've shed tears a couple times. Um, yeah, just two people standing in a back lane. I think there's a shopping cart there and they're hugging and it's like, it's cold out. I think it was like minus 10, minus 15, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they've probably been outside in the cold all night. So like even minus 10, which is not super cold. Like you're outside all night. Like you could die, I think. Yeah. Um, in the right circumstance. And it's just, yeah, it made me think. I took the picture right away. I took it with my phone cause I didn't want to miss it. I had my camera in my bag, but just like, wasn't going to miss this moment. Took it with my phone and yeah, I still think about what was happening. Like, these people might not have known each other. These people, like, might have been sworn enemies that, like, were in a rough situation and were hugging for warmth. Like, just every thought that I've had from that photo was a was a positive thought. Yeah. That was a good photo. It was a powerful photo. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, that's, like, one of the things I was talking about earlier is, like, you can, you're good at capturing moments like that. Like, me, I just, I just don't think I'd be able to do that. <laughs> and the other thing I like about you is, um, like, when you're talking about Finn, that you asked him, I'm most of the time too scared to ask someone, hey, can I go take a photo? Like, I just don't have the guts to do that. Yeah. But you just do it like it's no big deal. Yeah. Uh, not all the time, but yeah, sometimes, like, for particular people. Yeah. It's easy to just, like, this guy, like, I was just 100% straight up, and I can't do it any other way. If I'm lying, I think it's obvious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, hey, man, like, I like how you're, like, working hard out here, uh, walking in between the cars. Like, I think that's better than just standing there begging, like, do you mind if I get a photo of that? And yeah, yeah, he was cool. Helps that he was like young too. I think he was, he's probably early twenties. Have Have you seen him at all lately? Yeah. Like, do you know how he's uh, been doing? Lately, I haven't seen him, but I have seen him several times. I feel like he's every time I've seen him, he's better than this day. Okay. I feel like he was in a rough place. Maybe just got clean from some drugs recently. Hmm. Um, I've seen him downtown a couple times, and I always stop and say hi. I usually take his picture again, but okay. Well, I haven't topped that one yet. If Finn, if you're out there, we hope you're doing good, buddy. Yeah. Um, I gave him a handle so he could see this photo hopefully one day and oh, hopefully. see that like I wrote nicely about him and I wasn't and, and hopefully he sees that I was exactly who I portrayed myself as okay and then just like take his picture and then like talk a bunch of smack about him or something yeah <laughs> like oh like, uh, yeah I know what you're saying well, I'm sure I'm sure one day he'll he'll get to see if he hasn't seen it already yeah 
Um, so now kind of back to your pet peeve. Um, one of the things that's been kind of talked about and going a lot, going on a lot about is, is originality in photography. Um, I once said on, I wish I wrote down when this was in my exact quote, but this was probably like 2015 or something early. I put down in my bio, I was like, there's no more originality in photography. Uh, like, how do you feel about that? I could go back and forth agreeing and disagreeing all day, I think. Yeah. Like, I hear that for sure. Um, like, there's nothing new under the sun. Yes yeah. and no. Yeah. To find something that no one else has done is tough. Yeah. If you want to be, like, original, original. Even for street, like, everyone is, like, there's there's so many good street, street photographers out there, but no one's doing anything, like, really crazy. And everyone that is doing something good will post it and then it just gets copied and then it's diluted and like loses, loses its value and loses its originality like really fast. Yeah. So yeah, I, I hear where you're coming from. So you're under the, like, do you think it's fair game to take a picture that somebody else has already taken or similar picture and label it as your own or like, (laughs) I know, I know how you feel about this. Most people listening probably know about how you feel about this, but let's talk about for those who don't. Like, I feel like you just lit a fuse on the if, top of my like, head. <laughs> the, the fuse to the TNT barrel is going, and it's about to explode on this podcast. Um, so like, is it fair game? Does someone need to give credit? Is it plagiarism? Anyone can go out and take the exact same photo. From a legal standpoint, anyone can do whatever they want. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can go and take the exact same photo that someone else has taken. Mm-hmm. But to not, if you took it because you saw that photo first and you wanted that photo for yourself, you wanted to experience what someone else experienced, yeah. you wanted to be in their shoes, then I think the experience should be, or the photo should be cited as that. Like, uh, there's people that will go to a really hard to place, hard to get place? People that go to a really hard to get place and take the same photo and, like, com- like make a composite with, like, the same starry background as... Yeah. Before, like they'll mm-hmm. make the exact same photograph. Yeah, and it's like, come on. And if you're not, gonna do it, just don't post it. That's what you're saying. Don't claim yeah. it as yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I've done I've done this exact same thing, and I I don't talk about it very often. But yeah, when I go to a place that I know that, like, say Josh has been to before, and I know he's the only one that's been there, the only one that like publicly posted photos about it, um, I will take the pictures that he's taken. Yeah, sure. Like, oh, Josh was here. This was his spot. Like, okay, like I see what you were doing, Josh. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't post that as my own. And if I ever wanted to, I'd be like. Josh took this photo back in the day, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was really cool to get to the spot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, I would I would blog it kind of in that way. Okay. But a lot of people wouldn't. A lot of people say, like, oh, it's fair game. I can do whatever I want. I'm not going to get arrested. Like, you're never going to prove it. You're never going to look at my metadata and see, like, what time I took this photo. Like, I took it first. And people are just, like, slimy about it. Yeah. And that's the difference, I think, is, like, where your morals are at about mm-hmm. it. Huh. So, so I'll say, full disclosure, I've done both. Uh, years ago, and I'm talking, this was a couple years ago, I took a photo that I saw somebody else do, and I was like, that's ball and photo. So then I, I tried to do it very similarly. Um, and this was before I had ever, or this was before any of this had ever come out or anyone had really thought about this way. So I never said this was inspired by so-and-so. I never did. But then over the last couple months, since all this has started coming out, I remember I did one in the wintertime, uh, and I did give credit. I was like, this was inspired by so-and-so. And then I showed his, I put it in my story, I showed mine, and then I showed his original one, which I think his original was better than mine anyway. Um, 
So I gave him the credit of it. Yeah, which is a super honorable thing to do. That's the way I would do it now, too. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to be permanent in the story, but, like, if someone's following you close enough, yeah, they'll see it in your story. If someone's not following you that close, and they probably don't care. They probably won't notice that it's, like, similar to someone else or whatever. Like, I think citing the inspiration is huge. Yeah. Uh, like, on a respect level, like. Um, again, like, full disclosure, I don't know if, I don't know if I would do it all the time. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, if, it kind of depends. If it's really blatant, and if I know everyone would see it, I, I probably would, but I don't know if every single, because again, where I say there's no more originality in photography, like there's so many photos, like if I could go around the city, then how do I know if, or what happens if hypothetically I take a photo and I were to post it or not post it and somebody else had taken it, but I didn't know. So then people are, are they going to label me like I'm, I'm stealing that even though I have no idea that that photo was even taken by that person. So, or even if I like to me, I think there's some circumstances where you, someone wouldn't credit or wouldn't need to credit. Yeah, and I think, I think it's a much stickier situation for people that, for people that aren't me, or for people that are me. I think my situation is different because like I'm going to places that no one else is gonna go. Okay. And I'm not saying that to like be arrogant. Like I'm doing a lot of work to go to places that people aren't gonna go. That's true. Right. So like, see, I'm not thinking about stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm thinking about cliche stuff. I'm thinking about yeah, cliche stuff is different. Um, did I show you the one, did I show you the one where like, even you're a part of the like six or seven people, but like there's six or seven people on Instagram, all people that I know and respect from Winnipeg that have all taken the same photo. <laughs> oh, so I took it? You took it. Okay. Yeah. I, you're, I, you're one. Like it's all people that I know and like, which and one was all it? have the same photo. <laughs> I want to know which one was it? This is the first time I've ever talked publicly about it at okay. all. Um, who took it first? <laughs> We have to get back to where I was going. Okay. But I don't know who took it first, but you are on the list. Roy Jones is on the list. Uh, April, Peg Grammer, is yeah. on the list. Um, Gavin O. Photos. Oh, yeah. I, I know him personally. I don't yeah. know him personally, but I do like him. I've, I've chatted with him several times in the DMs. Um, April's actually done it twice. She posted the photo, and then she posted, like, a, a pixelating one of it where, like, the water's moving. Uh, Smash. Smashley33 underscore 33. Ashley? Uh, yeah, Ashley uh, Dowd. What the heck photo is She that? is on it. It's, it's just the forks. It's, is uh, it the one from the parkade of the downtown? Not from the parkade. Everyone has that photo. I'm not even going to try to look at that photo and see how many people have taken that photo. Um, but this one is looking down from like the bridge that crosses the Cinnabon. And okay, well, I know I took that one before Gavin did. I know that fact. <laughs> you might have been one of the first. It was this one. 100% that photo. Yeah. Yes. So the three canoes are like the main thing. And yeah. I have, I have, like, <laughs> I should just show you. Um, See, I, and this is, okay, this is, I posted this photo in October. I took this photo in like July. So someone might have taken it and posted it in August. And it's like, well, guess what? I was there before you were. But I'm not going to be like, juggle the metadata. Okay, but <laughs> this is, this is what I'm saying. Where okay. I, where I want to get to with this is, this is different because anyone can walk there at any time. Yeah. You can go there anytime you want. You can go there right now. There's no time that you cannot go there. Okay. Right? The, what's cool, what, what's interesting about this is, like, there's three canoes in every single photo. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know how often those canoes are there. I don't know if you guys are all on the, there on the same day. Uh, last, okay, I took this in 2017. They were there all summer. And okay. last year, they were there all summer. Okay, so I don't know the information. And what makes it interesting to me is that, like, it, there's three canoes there. Yeah. In every single one. They're all in the same position. Mm -hmm. um, but there might even be someone else that took the photo. Anyways, my point and, like, why I'm so particular about recreations and imitations and not quoting inspiration is because like I said, anyone can go there here at any given time. Yeah, so it's fair game. 
It's on the beat. It's literally on the beaten path. Yeah. It's on like a, the Trans Canada Trail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like if you take Josh Yoshigrams, one of the most unique people, and like his original crew, like Andy and Everett. Um, they were doing things that people weren't doing. They were taking pictures from places that people weren't going to. Mm. So, like, to have that exact same idea, get to the same place, like, the same photo, like, the odds of coincidence are significantly, significantly decreased. Yeah. Like, sure, like, rooftops and cityscape, like, blew up on Instagram for a while, and, like, yeah, a lot of people are doing it from there. I'm sure that's, like, where they got their style from, looking at that type of thing. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you have to work really hard to try to get the same photo as me. You know what I mean? And if you have to work that hard... If you're seeking out a place, seeking it, like seek and destroy, and it's a hard place, then yeah, okay, I agree with you on that. Yeah, then that's like give credit to the guy who found it. That's the difference. Okay, so something that like I me, agree with that. Something that me and Josh have talked about before, coming from like the skate BMX background, <clears throat> is like when you film a section, when you like want to put all your tricks onto into a video, um, you'll you'll like pick your song, you'll have your song, whoever it's by, you'll do your tricks, so you have. 10 tricks in your section and then that's it. It's like a one and a half minute video. Like imagine if you did like 10 different tricks at 10 different spots with like your one song and then someone else just went out and did the same thing. Yeah. Like imagine like one of the best riders in BMX like that can go anywhere in the world has like big sponsorships and can do all these things can fly anywhere can go to any skate park people will step aside for you you just have all this access Imagine that he just like saw your part and said, Hey, I want to do those same tricks in that same spot with the same song. And like his video would get seen by everyone. Everyone would see it and it would be famous and it would be good. Even if the tricks are, are like up to his par, like it would be good. And then where does that leave this person? Yeah. That was like hundred percent the inspiration, hundred percent like the creator, the originator of, of that. Like where does that leave that? So basically if it's something really unique, then credit is deserved. If it's a cliche spot in right in the open, Fair game. Then, yeah, then it's yeah. the obvious thing. Anyone that picks up a camera is going to yeah. do it's it. It's like shooting the Empire State Building. Yeah. If I go to New York, I'm shooting the Empire State Building. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Yeah. Will I try to get a view that no one's seen before? Like, I have, I have to do a lot of homework, Man, first if you of all. climb to the top, <laughs> that'd be something. Not get arrested. I don't think King Kong had a camera, so. I'm sure it's been done, though. Like, New York is hot for rooftoping. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm sure someone's climbed that building by now. Yeah. Pro- oh, yeah, probably for sure. Um, you were going to go somewhere else. You want to talk about something else that, but you wanted to get that point first or did you forget? Uh, that was pretty much it. Like okay. Just the fact that like the effort you have to go through to like get to a place to take a type, the type of photo that I would take or like say I take a picture of a particular guy like smoking at a no smoking sign, right? Like it's, and you go out and you find that same guy and you take a picture <laughs> of him smoking. Like, yeah, that's pretty blatant. Yeah. Like I could respect him the fact like you got it again. That's so cool. Cause it's not a building. But at the same time, like, you and, shot it because you saw me do it. And so that kind of comes back to the insta-meet insta thing, where it's like everyone is pointing at one thing, so everyone's going to have the same shot, and then you're off trying to be original, and everyone says, hey, what's Dennis shooting? Let's all go shoot that. <laughs> yeah. And then they post it first, and then that's just even more annoying. And, yeah, then what did I go through all that effort yeah, for? Why did like, I even come out? To I, stray away from the pack and take the one photo that I knew was going to be different. Like, why did I even bother? Yeah. Instameets off. I think that was like when I banned Instameets. Like I'm thinking of a particular situation, of a particular photo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting subject. I mean, ever since, well, I guess really, you were the one who started the conversation on Instagram. Like some people talked to me about it, and like have talked about it, and I mean, yes, yeah, straight up, it was something I would have never thought of. Like before you talked about it, 
maybe that makes me an uh, an idiot or a jerk. <laughs> I don't know. But I just I wouldn't have thought of it that way. I think it's just cultures molding together, really. Yeah. Like this is like a BMX culture thing. Like there's Instagram pages that dedicate, um, dedicate themselves to finding tricks that have been duplicated. Like yeah. same trick, same spot. You're gonna go to the same handrail and do the same feeble hard one eighty out. Like why not mm-hmm. just do a different trick that's been done already? We've seen it. Although with myself, like I only usually would copy people when it's like obligatory cliche photos of a city. Yeah. Other than that, like. Like, say, of Winnipeg from the parkade. Everyone and their dog has taken that photo yeah. since the parkade was built, what, 15 years ago or whenever it was. So for something like that, then, yeah, like I'm going to go try and get that shot. Otherwise, I try and always be a little bit more unique. Yeah. I feel like calling out someone for taking that shot would, would be stupid. I would never call someone out for doing for that type of thing. Just, okay. Just to get that across. Like, it's it's specific things that I'm, like, particular about and, and anal about. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Because, yeah, like we said, if it's something that someone put a lot of work into and it's very unique and it's clearly never been done and then someone does it ex- the exact same frame yeah. then yeah no, I understand what you're saying um anything else that you want to talk about <laughs> floor is yours <laughs> creative media <laughs> what a beast <sighs> I don't know I'm better off the cues okay um let's see here to try to find that the photo <laughs> yeah i have them all saved like in a row pretty much you mean that one of the canoes yeah oh that's interesting because <laughs> it just got to a point where like i knew i had seen this photo before over and over and over oh yeah there's yours i think you're the last one i found because you're the first one oh, okay and everyone else is separate Here's a photo that Andy took. Andy is one of Josh's old homies. He took this, and I posted one super similar. Okay. Gave him full credit. I reposted his in the story. Like, oh, he even got the moon in his. That's so cool. Like, he never liked it or anything. <laughs> so he didn't even care. Okay. That's how I took it. He didn't even care to, like, be mentioned or whatever. But, like, I still couldn't not. Like, I still just have to. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It shows, like, that you're sincere and that that you care. You're not just some guy or some bot that doesn't care yeah. you know um i i don't even know who andy is I've ne- i don't know who that is no he was oh ben was another one okay <laughs> i think i've seen that yeah i've seen it too <laughs> how, how do you feel about certain company like you kind of already <laughs> talked about yeah yeah that's pretty similar oh yeah night one yeah, See, light the, is different in all the, of them. The thing that I wanted to do with those canoes is, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, super similar. See, like, what I wanted with those canoes is, first of all, I think they put them in a stupid spot. Like, I wish they put them in a little bit of a better spot where you could get, that's <laughs> where, where you could get, like, more of the downtown. And I've had, I've actually had this idea in my head for um, something to do around there. I've had it for, like, a year and a half, and I haven't done it. Just kind of like this podcast, the first episode was supposed to happen like five months ago, <laughs> and it's just happening now. So that's pretty much my life. I'm pro procrastinator. Just trying to figure out how to make money doing that. Pro pro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I gotta get these ideas. I talk with some people about certain ideas. Like, you gotta do it, and I'm like, yeah, I'll try and find <laughs> some time sooner or later. But anyway, yeah, I think I think that's I think that's a good. Uh, a good first podcast. I, I can't think of anything else to ask. My crib notes are all exhausted, scratched out. 
Um, thanks, Sweet. Thanks for coming by. No sweat. At Menace204, at Dennis Shoots BMX. Um, is there one that you'd rather have them follow? Follow both? Don't no. care. Don't follow any of them. <laughs> just <laughs> Don't creep. follow me. Yeah, don't follow. I'm mean and I complain a lot. Yeah, just <laughs> creep in. They're open. Oh, actually, Menace isn't open, right? Didn't you private that it's one? Private now, yeah. It's private now. Okay, so you have to creep on Dennis Shoots BMX. <laughs> Dennis Burnett, Winnipeg photographer. Can I call you a photographer? Yeah, sure. Sure. Thanks for coming out to the first episode of the Third Rule Podcast. Absolute pleasure. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We'll have to get out there and uh, shoot some time. I know I've been saying that for another probably year and a half. I don't think uh, you shoot. (laughs) (laughs) I just steal all my photos off Adobe Stock (laughs) and the Winnipeg Free Press. That's how you do it. You just got to spend money. That's it. edit the watermark out. (laughs) All right. So before we conclude and give your ears the break they rightly deserve after listening to us rant for the past 80 minutes or so, I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you once again for listening to this podcast and for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to be with us here. Uh, It means a lot to me. Uh, So if you liked what you heard, by all means, please give us a rating. Uh, That helps us out uh, somehow. I don't know exactly how, but uh, it does. Probably bumps us higher up in the queue from uh, the bottom so that we can be like Drake and say we started from the bottom, now we're here. So that would be great and awesome. I would really appreciate it if you did that. Also, subscribe. Uh, That also helps us out so then you can uh, be aware of whenever a new episode is launched uh, in this series. Uh, Also, we are on all uh, podcast platforms now. So wherever you prefer to get your podcast, whether it be the giants of Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google, or the smaller ones such as Anchor, uh, etc., this podcast is going to be on all platforms platforms as well as it's going to be on youtube uh, for your convenience so uh, thank you very much again and if you could just do one thing for me uh, please just tell one person about this podcast that would be great just one person no need to shout it from the rooftops uh, or go to everest because we all know that there's that giant log jam and might not turn out so well so just tell one person whether it be a guy at a bus stop or the person behind the counter at your local photography or video store uh I would be indebted to you forever. So thank you very much. And uh, we will see you on the next podcast.